Watch Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling through the day. Thank you, Alan Samuels. Thank you, that uh, Grand Cherokee. Whoa, those are nice. Those 2001 Grand Cherokees would love to see. Our next guest, Richard Justice, riding around the Metroplex in one of those. And um, Richard, I'll tell you who can, uh, I mean, I I, I got to just start this with what in the world got into Ray Davis? I mean, the, the, the Texas Rangers, and I really liked your column in Texas Monthly, a magazine that I used to write for, and, and uh, boy, they, a couple of editors ago, uh, Richard, they kind of left me on the cutting room floor there. But this is this is uh, this is stunning. I mean, this uh, this really. I'm still trying to. Uh, I mean, I you know the coaching, the college coaching stuff had all my attention, of course, and I was all excited right. and following that. And then the Rangers just kind of come in and go boom, boom, and and 500. I mean, that's just. The, uh, the amount, the millions, and you wrote about it, it's just, it is stunning, it is record-setting, and it is just not, it's sort of out of character for this organization. Right, Matt. What you heard late in the season was, we intend to contend next year. And you're thinking, whoa, 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 you, you're, you're on your way to 100 losses, you're not contending next year, you've got a, your farm system is on the upswing, but you're just not there yet with your major league team. I mean, they were third from the bottom in runs. I think they were sixth or seventh from the bottom in giving up runs. There's a lot of work to do. But you have to give John Daniels credit in that when they went all in with the teardown and trading Joey Gallo and all those guys, they got they got good young prospects, good young arms. And I think the way they looked at it, they were pretty honest about it uh, in that we, have, we had had $150 million payroll pretty consistently before the pandemic, we've got about $50 million in commitments for 2022. We're going to spend $100 million. Look, Matt, this is not the way teams use free agency for the most part now. They use free agency, these teams that tank and then rebuild. They get to a certain point and then use uh, free agency to fill in the holes. The Rangers are saying we need we need to, a foundation, and our young players are not ready to be that foundation. But they're going to come quickly. I mean, Jack Leiter is going to be a big league pitcher pretty soon. Cole Wynn is a good player. Josh Young. They have lots of things to be op- optimistic about. But you know what? The, the main thing they bought with a half a billion dollars is they got people talking about the team in a different way. You know, it was not – and John Daniels said this. He said, you know, I know our fans think I'll believe it when I see it. Well, you can see it now. And, and, and just one final point. They got culture guys, and I know Chris Woodward is big on that, having guys with a certain professionalism and will give a good effort. Early in his tenure, somebody was – his first spring, I think, someone asked Chris Woodward, how are you going to handle a six-game losing streak? And he said, are you kidding? I will love a six-game losing streak because that's when you learn about what you have in that clubhouse. And then Marcus Simeon, you're not going to get a higher character guy or a better teammate in all of baseball – Corey Seager is pretty much right in that the end falls right into the line with that. They still have some work to do, but at least they got us talking about the Rangers in a positive way, and that's that's a big step in the right direction. Well, Richard Justice getting it done. I love the closing the kicker line to your column. We believe. I mean, it was 
Uh, they, they, they just kind of grabbed everybody's attention, and it's just so wild. All those years we thought uh, Andrus and Odor, they were supposed to be the long-time combination, and that thing, got, that thing just played out. It just petered out, and, and those guys had their moments, and obviously Elvis uh, uh, more than Odor. But suddenly Seeger and Simeon up the middle, and I think everybody pretty much agrees that becomes the best middle infield, you could argue maybe some others, but in, in baseball. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess, do, do you now, uh, Richard, and there's, obviously you've got to do a few more things, and we can talk about, oh, you got to bring in a pitcher, maybe Kershaw will come, and that would be fun. But, like, are they – I guess at this point, you don't want to get ahead of ourselves. It's just, like you said, they're, they're in the conversation now. It's, it may be premature to say, okay, they're a contender now. But, I mean, when you look at this team now, no, Richard, I mean, think about it. You're going to have way more of a desire to go out to that ballpark. And I guess that's they've accomplished everything they wanted in, in that respect. Yeah, I, I saw a list of, uh, I think the Rangers were number one in new sponsorships signed in 2021. So in that way, the ballpark has already done its job. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think they need to give people a reason to go and to be excited. People did show up. You know, Randy Galloway, our friend Randy Galloway always said, Arlington, uh, the Mids, the Metroplex has the best baseball fans in the nation because they keep going out there, and for years they didn't give them a team worth cheering for, but they kept going anyway. And I think you know that I think that <laughs> increased the urgency. You've seen how excited people are with the two trips to the World Series, the six playoff trips, and all of that. You know, so now how good is Dane Dunning and Kobe Allard and, and Taylor Hearn looked really good in stretches last year? It's going to be. I think the turnaround is going to depend on how quickly a lot of those young guys. Figure it out. They're going to figure it out. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been around a lot of managers. There's nobody I've been ever been more impressed with than Chris Woodward. And, you know, I've known Chris Young and John Daniels forever. I, I root for them. I, I think they have the right people in place, and the Metroplex deserves it. Talking to Richard Justice uh, of uh, Texas Monthly, you, you bring up John Daniels, and I immediately, because I've known John way more than I know Chris, and so I've kind of reached out to John in the last 24 hours. But tell me what you think, because you know Chris Young a lot better than I do. Like, the role, I think we all are still trying to figure out how these things are divided. Is it truly sort of a tandem-type deal, or has John Daniels maybe taken a bit of a step back and said, hey, Chris Young, you get out there, and you, I mean, he was the one making the comments, winter meetings, and all of that. What do you think that dynamic is right now? Well, I think John still is going to have the final sign-off on everything. But I think it's just a sharing of the work. And I also think it's just a matter of having another smart guy, another set of eyes. While they were losing 102 last year, really the last two seasons, they built up a lot of infrastructure in terms of analytics and trying to catch up with the smart teams, the Rays, the Astros, the Dodgers, trying to catch up with those guys. They they remapped the minor league system in terms of instructors and all that just to try to get everybody on the same page. I know some of the people they've hired in the analytics department, and they're very, very smart. You know, whatever you think about it, you got to speak the language of spin rate and launch angle and defensive alignment and all that stuff. And I think the Rangers had fallen behind in some of those areas. It's not – John doesn't have to know them. Chris Young doesn't have to know them, and they don't know it all. But you have to have voices in your ear, just like Chris Woodward is going to. And I think he did a big 
he was important in moving them in that direction. Just, I don't, I don't want you to tell me what to do, but I want you to tell me what I need to know. And I think even while they weren't winning, they were putting the fa- a foundation in place to allow them to compete with those teams. Do you feel like Galloway had a pretty good grasp of spin rate? <laughs> well, he would know what it was in that <laughs> he knew what hard throwing was. But um, <laughs> you know what? I think I think sometimes I listen. Sometimes I think we overdo it on that stuff because I think Nolan Ryan could could watch a pitcher and tell you what the spin rate was. But it's just as Dayton Moore of the Royals says, it's it's another way to verify what you think you see. And it's worked enough. Like I, I, the the, uh, the Rays got a pitcher a couple of years ago, a former Longhorn, and I said, what did they do to remake you? It had been released like three teams. I can't, I can't remember the guy's name now. And he said, listen, if they want you, that's a pretty good verification that you you are something pretty special. And he said, they just brought me into a room and said, look, here's what you do well. Here's what you don't do well. We think that maybe this is a novel concept. We think you ought to do more of what you do well, and that's the way the game's headed. You, you know, it's it's very, it's different. A lot of ways, the game is not as much fun to watch. I don't know how you feel about it, but it, that is where we're at right now. Where, where, where are your? What are your Astros sources saying? Is this one of those eyebrow raising kind of like, hmm, interesting or? snickering what do we what what do you think the Astros uh, obviously they hadn't had to worry about the Rangers for for several years now what uh, what do you think their reaction has been to this if any I opened me it opened their eyes and I think it's somewhat relief that Carlos Correa is not going to be the shortstop because I think they knew the Rangers were going to be in position to make a big run at Carlos Correa but the Mariners have been made big moves I mean the Angels have made big moves it's turning into the to the big boy league, and you're going to, you know, maybe Oakland's tearing down. I, I don't know. But uh, Seattle is good. Seattle's good, and now Texas is much better. And what everybody in baseball sees is they have those kids that are going to be ready pretty soon. I'm telling you, Jack Leiter is a number one starter. Josh Young is a major league third baseman. I don't know how quickly it's going to happen, probably pretty quick, pretty quickly. But, you know, that – old baseball people would tell you like i don't need a bombshell move i just need to get better today and get a little bit better tomorrow and if you keep doing good things you keep having good drafts and and that moves that gets you where you want to go a lot of the rangers problems were bad drafts the inability to develop pitching and they gave some bad and frankly john gave some bad contracts out i mean uh andrus was a bad contract odor and i love the kid and i thought it was a great move that was not a good contract. Shinsu Chu was not a great contract. So you have to be a little bit better in your player evaluation. Well, Richard, uh, this got us talking in uh, baseball. Even though we get the uh, lockout uh, likely coming up, we uh, this is kind of exciting to be talking some baseball. And it felt very hot stovey. I mean, it just it got me got my juices flowing, and I honestly today was looking because I was like, I wonder what Richard has said about this, and then I saw your column pop up, and I'm like, okay, cool, and then I then I booked you, uh, and I and I appreciate it, and I'll send you the regular check that I always do. Uh, now, Richard, do uh, uh, what you? I love the I got a, a column out of the Austin American Statesman today saying 
that uh, that University of Texas should hire as their new defensive coordinator Gary Patterson. <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you noticed that, but wouldn't that be interesting? Get old get old Gary down, Sark and Gary, see if they can get that thing rolling a little bit. Well, here's the thing, Matt. The defensive coordinator they have now, I think he has a three-year contract at one point seven million a year. And after the the, the the thing started, the wheels started coming off. I would read these staff changes imminent, like staff changes. You, you just, the guy just put his staff together a year ago, and now you are having to go back and say, you know, maybe we made a mistake. We're going to look back and and look back last year. Uh, Shane Beamer was hired by South Carolina, right? You think Shane Beamer is a better mm-hmm. coach than Steve Sarkeesian? Matt Rule, you have to make that phone call to see if you're going to get him. He's at the top of every list. Uh, Mark Stoops. I mean, I, I, look, Chris Del Conte had a reason for hiring Steve Sarkeesian, but it's not clear what that reason was. And his defenses of Steve Sarkeesian don't ring. They don't ring honestly because – when he goes, you go, buddy. You you hitched your wagon to him. I don't think you're going to be able to keep your job just on bringing Eddie Reese back and hiring Chris Beard, as great as those two moves were. <laughs> Eddie Reese, I, I love a good swimming coach, and I love a good Gregory Jim uh, game. I think you can really pack well, that place out. Uh, Richard, always fun to, uh, to catch up. I appreciate you and uh, look forward to our next conversation. Thank you for having me, Matt. There he goes, Richard Justice, the decorated baseball writer and, and longtime general columnist uh, at the uh, Houston Chronicle before he uh, was in MLB.com. It is the Matt Mosley.